Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Happy Red Thursday afternoon. So far, I don't think it's rained. I think it's just been cloudy out my window, so not too bad. Looks um, like so it here, too. Yep. So far today, so just kind of a gloomy day. Um, speaking of weather, that gets us to climate change. Um, I think this is funny uh, because there are stories out about what could happen to the taste of beer. <laughs> the, like, can <laughs> Can nothing be sacred? Is nothing sacred? Yeah. Uh, but beer could end up being affected by climate change. In fact, it, it may already be. Uh, what's going on is that most of the hops that are used to brew beer are uh, grown all across Europe. So uh, as conditions continue to get drier and drier and drier in Europe, the the yield, the output every year... And the quality, the the bitterness that's in hops that makes them a, a key ingredient in the boiling process and in the, the flavoring process of beer has been getting lower and lower. And we're talking about since the mid-1970s. But wow. it's been particularly bad from 1998 up until now. So for 25 years, actually, more, yeah, right at that, 25 years, we've been dealing with lower and lower crop yields when it comes to hops. So what they're worried about is that it may come to a point where certainly it's going to affect the price of beer. The more you need of any key ingredient and, and the, the less of it there is, the more it's going to affect prices. But it could and may already be affecting the flavor as well. So beer prices, this is out of the BBC, beer prices have already gone up 13% since the pandemic because of an increase in energy costs and the gas crisis. So the same as anything else. Um, but here's the stat that they have about the flavor. The st- there was a study that was done that predicts the bitter acids will re- um, will reduce by up to 31% by 2050. Which means you either need to use more of them per whatever, you know, per, per tank, or, uh, yeah, or you just deal with flavorless beer. Uh, I mean, the worry here <laughs> is that it's going to get to the point where everything you drink is going to be a natty light, and, and that's just unacceptable. So I ask then, as if I know anything about farming, uh, <laughs> can we grow, can we just grow hops in more places then? Like the place that I know that grows hops in the U.S., don't ask me why I know this, is there's an area near Seattle, uh, Washington State, very grows wet. a lot of hops. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. A very, very uh, wet climate and some pretty decent soil. So can we find those areas that get more of the rain and plant more, more hops? Gonna, sounds like we're going to have to. <laughs> um, 
and yet, I mean, you, you see what we're doing to places that are like that around the world. Uh, there, there was another really dire prediction about what we're doing to the Amazon basin that came out this week. And I mean, effectively, we're ruining it so that we can, uh, you know, so that we can farm more cattle, which is a great idea. Uh, so we'll have plenty of beef, but we'll have nothing to drink with it. So congratulations, everybody. It's funny. Um, I don't like hoppy beer. I do. So, yeah. So I don't know what this does. I'm a stout drinker. I don't. In fact, I laugh at it because hops to me are the defining flavor of beer. Yep. It's it's what it's the first thing you taste in beer when you first start drinking Bud Light or whatever it is that you start drinking. Hops are what you taste, and it's what I don't like. So I do like Guinness and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but so will this reduce? the hoppy flavor that you are used to it'll or it'll just be harder to get there it sounds like it it, it sounds like it's, it's going to do both things that it will reduce the 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 hoppy flavor which for you might be a good thing mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get them so it's going to affect the price as well interesting so my friends that like the IPAs will also be upset by that i got my hand raised so, right absolutely <laughs> okay um then we go to the takeout.com So there is a writer for thetakeout.com, Luke Gralia, who wrote what I essentially consider to be a love letter to the Cheesecake Factory. And it's, there's a very long look at the economics of that restaurant chain and how it is surviving, not just surviving, but in places where it is in malls, which it frequently is, it just does really, really well. And that people just still love it. I, I, okay, I'm going to put it right to you. Yeah. What is your opinion of the Cheesecake Factory? Um, my opinion is that it's a chain. Yeah. And some chains are okay. Like I shouldn't pick on all chain restaurants because some are okay. Um, cheesecake is good. And if it wasn't, I think we have a problem, quite <laughs> yeah, frankly. When, when you're naming yourself that, <laughs> you really ought to be pretty good at it. Sure. But otherwise, the food is not memorable. It's the same as any other decent chain restaurant. There's there's nothing unique about it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I mean, the, the term I, w- I used was unremarkable, but it means exactly the same thing. It, well, yeah, it's, it's just two ways of saying the same thing. Yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, uh, well, and Colin brought up, it's also not cheap. And if I'm going to a chain restaurant and spending a lot of money for it, it better be outstanding. Yeah, I went there last weekend. Oh, you do tell. Chicken sandwich for $20. <laughs> With yeah. fries or without? With the fries, of course. Okay. And all the bread, the free bread, that's great. Yeah, the free okay. bread is, that's, that's but never yeah, it was thing. it was not cheap. Um. Okay. What did you, was it good? Did it taste good? Yeah, it was, it was really good. I liked okay. it a lot. Yeah. Sometimes people will pay more. They overlook that if, you know, if the food is good. Is the, was the service good? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Okay. At least, at least, uh, I mean. So we show up, um, it was me and my roommate, we went, and we show up, and there was a ton of people waiting to get it, like, the whole seating area was filled, we show up, and we're like, we only have two people, and they take us to a table right away, so they had, you know, an opening for us, which was great, sorry for everybody else that had to wait, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, but we had fewer people, so we got... Yeah, they weren't going to sit at your table right, anyway, Exactly, so. they weren't going to sit at that table anyways, they had too many people, so we sit down, and... You know, go through the menu. The menu is quite lar- larger than I thought it was going to be. I'll say 250 that. items on their menu. Yeah, it was it's quite extensive. Um, but we got the free bread, and that was great. And then we got our drinks, and we got our food, and cheesecake, and took off. And I, I, I had a good experience, yeah. 
My experience with the Cheesecake Factory, and I told John this earlier, is that there is one on the west east side of the plaza, so the opposite of where I live. It is always busy. There's always a line around the block. There's always, they have a pretty decent area outside there to wait with little benches and fountain and stuff like that. There's always 50 people waiting outside that cheesecake. And, and keep in mind, there are probably a hundred restaurants and that's probably not even an exaggeration within like a two mile radius of that restaurant. I mean, you're, you're on the plaza. So in every direction you have restaurants and the cheesecake factory is the one that's packed. Well, yeah. And the other one that uh, I always see people hanging around uh, and just waiting, I mean, to the point that they're waiting outside is in that same category. And I, I have never been to PF Chang's, uh, but I haven't either, but you're right. But yeah, that one is always, but it's that same thing. It's kind of fancy. Um, and it's big and cavernous as a couple of you have said on the text line. And it's a chain. And and I think you know, probably the reason why they do so well is because it's inoffensive. I, I mean, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where you always know what you're going to get. You're never going to yeah. get any more, but you're never going to get any less either. So it's it's a guarantee. It's I know what to expect in here. And there's going to be something. If I go there with six people, all six of us are going to be able to find something to eat. We're not going to have to argue about it. And we can satisfy everybody. We can get in, get out, and nobody's going to have a really bad negative experience. And and unfortunately, that's a milk toast, watered down reason to go to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, but that seems to be what we want. I mean, as I said, I've never been to PF Chang's. My vision of it is it's exactly the same as that, only with Chinese food. The one on the plaza is small compared to other ones that I've seen. It, it's not a huge restaurant. The one that we have here. It's interesting that you say about the big groups. I would love to know what percentage of the business into the Cheesecake Factory is groups of six or more yeah, or five or more. I bet it's big. Because you're right. With a menu that's that big, somebody will find, everybody will find something. Sure. Uh, and, and I put the, the, there's a kind of a category of restaurants, all of which seem to show up in the anchor positions in malls because there's no anchor stores anymore. Uh, but yeah, they're in that, in that group. P.F. Chang's is in that group to me. Uh, Weber Grill is another one that I put okay. in that in that same kind of category. You know, little different styles of food from one mm-hmm. to the other, but they all have that same, yeah, sure, we'll go there kind aside, of thing to them. Aside from those large groups that we saw waiting when we got our seats, I say the average was about three to four when okay. we went last Saturday. Like, this isn't a date place. This is family. Yeah. Family um, or you know, or bigger groups. A couple of other ones are coming in off of the text line. Yeah, Cheddar's is in that category as well. Hands, I think, is probably there, uh-huh. you know, um, where it just seems it's not, you don't have to wear a tie, you know, it's it's not right. a fancy schmancy steakhouse, but, you know, it's nice in there. Everything's clean. The lighting's kind of low and moody and, you know, uh, yeah, and, and that's, it's one of those places where nobody's ever going to complain about it afterwards, unless you're complaining about the weight. Phone lines are ringing. If you want to sing the aria, we'd love to hear it. Because um, <laughs> here are two stats that came out of this story. Um, there is a, it's a really big impact on malls that have them. Yeah. They said 93% of malls that have a cheesecake factory were current on their payments compared to 72% of malls without one. 
that's ridiculous. That's a huge stat. I mean, that just shows you how how big it is. Well, yeah, and is that a function of them holding up the malls, or is that a function of them going into malls that are already that established? Because uh, the the one that I'm thinking of it, over in St. Louis is Brentwood Mall, which is the that, that's the place where if you're going to go to a mall, that's where you go uh, to see and be seen and all that stuff. And they have all three of those: Weber Grill, a PF Chang's, and a Cheesecake Factory. But that that mall was going to be in the black no matter what. So what they said is the Cheesecake Factory, much like the Apple Store, is a destination. It's a destination? It's yeah. an experience? Look at the top text on the text okay. line right now. Cheesecake Factory is a poor man's fancy date place. Yep. Okay. <laughs> right. If you're going to spend that kind of money, you're going to spend it at a Cheesecake Factory. Uh, we can go to the phones here. I think we have a former employee on the line with us. Adams in Belton. Hey, Adam. Hey, uh, I didn't work for Cheesecake Factory, but they bought uh, North Italia. Um, and so when we transitioned to their ownership, they provided meals for us both at North Italia and Cheesecake Factory all throughout COVID. And what are your thoughts? I think, I mean, it was it was tasty. Um, I think North Italia has way better food, uh, but they just take good care of their employees. This is sort of a side comment, um, not, I guess, directly about the food. But it's a good company. No, that's good. I mean, listen, I'll take that. If they're treating their people well, um, mm-hmm. I'm more than okay with it. But, yeah, it, it, see, what you just said, though, I think is key because North Italia had fantastic food. Cheesecake Factory has fine food. Yeah. You know, it's like it's you're, okay. you're kind of giving up a little bit. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Adam. Which is Thank what you. we want. Yeah. Uh, keep these coming in. If there is a big chain in that category of the Cheesecake Factory that you really like, this is the safe place to admit that. I won't make fun of you for liking a chain restaurant <laughs> because it, it has a place, clearly. And, and economically, it has a place. I've said before, there is one chain that I think has really outstanding food. In my experience, no, I haven't been to all of them. I've never been to a Don Shula's Steakhouse or anything like that. But in my mind, yeah, Chart House is the only chain that I've been to that really knocked me out with how good their food was. What's it called? Chart House. I've never heard of that. There's I, there's maybe a couple dozen of them nationwide, um, and they're generally in places that are close to the ocean because they do a lot of seafood. But um, seafood restaurant with a perfect view, yeah, is how it and says it. The the one that I went to was Baltimore Inner Harbor. Okay, and it was just off the chain. Closest one to us is Colorado, Golden Colorado. There you go. That's where you can get to it. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. We'll be back with your comments next on KMBZ. We were talking about the popularity of the Cheesecake Factory, particularly when you put it in malls. They just always do well. There's always a line. They're always packed. There's always a wait to get in. And we were trying to sort it out. Um, You just said something, John, to a listener I want to talk about for a second and let me go squirrel for just a minute because it was a thought I had um, this week while I was cooking (laughs) about chicken. This is where my head went. (laughs) (laughs) Because, Because I had this thought. So... You know, sometimes I'll just cook like stuff in batches, you know, salads and stuff like that. And then have my fridge. I don't eat enough protein. Like it's something I'm just trying to do more of. There's just a lot of it. I don't, I don't care for And so I did a bunch of chicken the other day and I just had this thought yesterday of, does anybody ever rave about chicken? Yeah. Like, is it ever anybody's first choice for anything? Because I never cook it in a way ever that makes me want it. Like, I just eat it because I feel like I should because it's lean and it's good for me, but I don't ever crave it or love it. 
Yeah, and that's yeah what we were going back and forth about is that that particular texter after I mentioned the chart house said yeah I just went to one not all that long ago and it was fantastic. A uh, bunch of you, as a matter of fact, have said the same thing, backing me up on that. So thank you. Yeah, that place is great. But yeah, what I said back was yeah I, I the first time that I ever went there. Uh, that's what I got was a grilled chicken breast because they have a big wide open grill in the middle of the place. You can see him cooking the food and all that. And it's just a very okay. cool, you know, stone fireplaces and all that. And uh, mom took us there. So I got a grilled chicken breast thinking, yeah, okay, I was never much of a steak eater. So I'll just mm-hmm. get that. And halfway through, I was just just blown away. I was like, this is the best chicken breast I've ever had. Who raves about a chicken breast? And yet right. it was that good. I mean, Cooked perfectly, not dry at all, had a lot of flavor. The spice profile, whatever they used on it, was just amazing. The only other place that I've ever had chicken that that was that good was in Mexico. But, yeah, I mean, theirs, in a very different way, but, yeah, theirs was just so good. The caramelization from the grill was perfect. There was nothing to knock about it. You're doing a good job describing it. It's making me it's making me want that chicken. Right. But in general, you have to take a trip, but yeah. Right. Um and like fried chi- usually the only time we rave about chicken is when it's fried. Like we talk a lot about fried chicken places and how great they are when you find a good one. Yeah, like Gus's, sure. Yeah. Um 913-586-7798. Uh Jacob has called us up out of Plant City. Hey Jacob. Hey John. So, I'm going to make all of us feel old here. Um back in my younger days, when lived with my family and everything, um, going out to uh, going out to a decent dinner to us was going out to the Ponderosa Steakhouse or the Ryan. <laughs> right, uh-huh. just Ponderosa. Out. Yeah, I, I, I remember um, I lived out at the time in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and a couple minutes north of where I lived. We had the Chambersburg Mall, and we would always go up there to the Ponderosa. They had they, they had one in the mall, and then we'd walk around the mall and usually go to, like, Aladdin's Castle or something and get some ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, those places where you can just strap on the feed bag and just go to it, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just as long oh, as yeah. you want. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that at all. Uh, did the Ryans you, you went to have breakfast uh, I want to say it did. Um, yeah, it was. It was very rare. We, I mean, we were poor, so it was rare that we. Oh no! Hey, hey like listen, I'm, I've, I've been there. I've been there many times. <laughs> Jacob, thanks. Yeah, it, that was the one. Not all of them did. Not all of the Ryan Steakhouses did breakfast, but uh-huh. that was usually when we would go was Saturday morning or Sunday morning with my first wife's family. You know, we'd get everybody mm-hmm. together because you could feed everybody for fairly cheap. And, yeah, I mean, as breakfast buffets go, there's a pretty good one. So, sure, why not? Colin, what did you just tell us? What's the matter, buddy? I've never heard of either of these places. Really? Ryan Steakhouse? Yeah, that's... No, I've never heard these names. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like any other buffet, Russ, Golden Corral, uh, you know, somebody mentioned Shoney's in Grandview. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about Shoney's. That uh, that, that would do buffets. Yeah, it it really is. It's just the places that you go to and eat as much as you possibly can. Yeah, Homestyle Buffet was the other one that went out of business not all that long ago that, uh, that also did breakfast pretty well. Um, yeah. And places that do breakfast buffets, I don't, you don't hear about that as much. No, not in buffet form. And if it is, it's like hotel. Yeah. Which usually isn't great. 
<laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, the, nobody was going to walk away from Ryan's going, that's the best <laughs> meal I ever had. Just, right. you know, you might say that's the biggest meal I ever had. But uh, yeah, it's it's like anything else. It's okay. You know, Serviceable right. is the word that's coming to mind. Well done. And, mm-hmm. and buffets in general are going to be that. Yeah. All right. Thanks to everybody for getting in here. Uh, we'll take a break. Coming up, NASA has given a prediction on how soon we're going to move Americans to the moon. It is soon. We'll talk about that coming up next on KMBZ. So NASA has had a lot to say this week. A couple of days ago, they were telling us about uh, the asteroid that maybe is going to destroy the world in about 150 years. Okay, that's not our problem. But then they were talking about when they might get humans to be living on the moon. I can't get my head around that yet. (laughs) I can't get my head around all the things that have to happen for that to be a thing. Yeah, there's nothing built there. Right. And and getting materials to the moon, I mean, getting anything off of Earth takes a lot. So, yeah, yeah you think about building materials and everything else that you would have to have, uh, water treatment plants and facilities like that, if you're going to have people living on the moon. But they say they're going to be able to do it by 2040. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 17 years from now. Yeah. I initially said seven because math is hard. How is 17 years from now? How is 2040 17 years from now? How how is that a thing? Uh, It it is, though. You're right. It just blows me away that they're that that we're that close to that date. And yet, um, yeah, I, I would love to know. I mean, they're talking about building houses on the moon using 3D printers. Okay, but you still have to get the stuff up there and the printers, by the way. Right. Um, a Texas company that has begun printing homes and gotten more than $57 million in funding might do that. Eventually, they hope to bring or build a printer to operate on the moon and further human colonization. <laughs> they made the joke, there's no Home Depot up there. No <laughs> kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he said the uh, that's Patrick Sewerman, the interim dean of Texas A&M School of Architecture. He said his team of university researchers has partnered with NASA to create robots to help build the lunar shelter. Well, okay, you know, building the shelter is important. Yeah, I can see where that would be. 
what are we going to do about air supply? Uh, what are we going to do about water? What are we? There's a lot of things you have to have. And do and is it permanent? Is is the idea that you're going to have people live there permanently? Because that's a different thing than going for six months. And can you? I right. mean, can the human body take that? Now, it's it's not like being out in space floating around, or, you know, be, or being in orbit floating around. There is some gravity, but the gravity is one-sixth of Earth. So you're still, all the things that you have, the problems that astronauts have when they stay up in space too long, it mm-hmm. seems like that would happen. It would just happen more slowly. And maybe it's so slow that, it you know, in your lifespan, it wouldn't, you wouldn't notice it very much. Could be. Um, this is why, like, we don't even have spacesuits yet that fit women. Like, we're still working <laughs> on that for when we send, is it next year that yeah. we're sending that a woman's going to be on the moon for the first time? We don't even, the spacesuits were designed for men. We've never put a woman in one to live up there, to be up there for a long time. So can, I think we got to work on that first. Definitely. Um, Because we did that story, right? Didn't we do that story? They've never, they've they've yet to test long-term a woman being in space. We've never had a woman long-term at the International Space Station. Yeah. Because they had to figure out how to build the spacesuits for them. Right. So up there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean, yeah. Short term, obviously, we've had I don't know how many shuttle flights and things like right. that uh, that have been either commanded by or staffed by women. But you're right. When you go when you have to be out there in, yeah. in the elements, you know, or doing a spacewalk or whatever, that's that's another another matter entirely. You need to have something that's pretty form fitting. But I got to tell you, the picture that they have in this New York Post story of they said this would be your view. If you were living on the moon, this would be your view. And you've got an astronaut sitting there in his spacesuit with his feet up and looking at Earth from, and and you've got the view there of how close Earth would be if you were sitting on the moon. Sure. I'm just it would be looking at it that way. Wow. Yeah, it would be uh, amazing. It's like, it's like that picture that Michael Collins took while he was orbiting the moon, waiting for uh, Armstrong to, and uh, and Aldrin to come back. And it's a picture of the lunar surface and the lander and then beyond that, Earth. And it's like every living person, every person who's ever been on Earth, living or dead, except for Michael Collins, is in that picture. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just like seeing that is, uh, it, it's a real, it's a real knock. It's like the guy who took the picture is the only one who's not in it. Um, I'm looking up the story about the spacesuits because somebody's challenging me and I'm trying to look at where I got it. Yeah, this was out of, um, they didn't have enough spacesuits. Uh, do do Plans for the first all-female spacewalk in history were scrapped because of a lack of a second spacesuit. Yeah, okay. They only have one because that's all we've had to think about. Sure. And so they're just having to make more. Yes. So work on that. They have figured out how to build roads on the moon. Mm -hmm. That's good. Lasers have figured out they're going to melt what's there they're going to use the sun and melt what they've got there to try to make roads oh cool okay well and and the moon buggy that we had up there what was it 1971 i think or 72 uh that that worked pretty well but i mean that was pretty limited as to what it, its capabilities were i love this stuff i'm fascinated by science and by nasa and and i hope that whatever the gazillion dollars it is to get this done <laughs> comes from somewhere 
Like, I hope this isn't scrapped at some point. Yeah. I hope there isn't like somebody that's writing the federal budget and says, nah, nah, we're going to put that billion dollars somewhere else. You think Amazon's going to be able to do two day delivery up there? <laughs> They're not doing it now. Yeah. I, I'll save that for <laughs> another time. <laughs> I'll, I'll save the no, I won't. I'll, I'll no. Let's talk about that for a second, actually, as long as you mentioned it. So Amazon just did their Prime Day, their their big sale yesterday, the last two days. It was the 10th and 11th. Yep. And was anybody else getting deliveries from Amazon at like 6.15 in the morning? Now I'm up at that time, so that's okay. But yesterday and today, I got deliveries from Amazon at like 6.15, 6.45 in the morning. And the problem was they couldn't get into my building which is ridiculous because this building orders stuff from Amazon all the time. Every other Amazon driver has no problem, but different people kept trying to deliver something to my building for me and couldn't, and they took it away with them oh, that's to the fun. point that I chatted with Amazon today. And I said, the directions are clear. What is the problem here? But that early in the morning, since when is Amazon out that early? Yeah. I, uh, we usually get, st we'll, we'll, we usually get two rounds of, deliveries if we've got a bunch of stuff coming we'll usually get one around noon and then we'll get another one around six o'clock between six and seven in the evening but okay. no I've, I've never walked out before work you know before i leave home to come here i've never yeah. walked out onto the front porch and seen amazon packages it just and it might be because of prime day because there was just so many packages going out that they and new drivers or drivers yeah. doing routes they don't normally do yeah yeah i ordered a new vacuum because that's how adult i am <laughs> that's that's what had to that's what had to get here and so I got like six of them. I could have given you one. <laughs> I don't have a handheld one. I have big ones, but I don't have one that I can use. What'd you get? Like, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? I don't know. Cause it's not here yet. Oh, it's, okay. They've been trying to get it here the last two days. And I'm like, I, my building, the front door is unlocked. It, the inner door is locked. Can't uh -huh. get through that. But the front door you have to do is pull. Like, is the door too heavy and they think it's locked and they're just not pulling hard enough. Oh, could be. Yeah. To, to bring it inside. Well, you got all those I don't know what I got. Uh, you, you don't you, even the brand. I mean, you Here, ordered it, I right? Can look. But yeah, <laughs> I did. And I did. This is one of those things where um, sometimes I like researching new things uh -huh. and sometimes it makes me just crazy. And this was one of those things that I got overwhelmed. So eventually I just picked a thing. Vac life. Oh, okay. All right. Is what I got. Yeah. Those aren't bad. 35 bucks. Like I just wasn't spending a lot on this. Yeah, I think we've got a, a we've got a dirt devil, we've got a shark. Uh, I've got my my trusty Kirby. Got to have my Kirby, uh, even though it's a zillion years old. And uh, yeah, there's a couple more of them. Kind of. What's the oh, Kirby? Uh, What's unique unique about that? Oh, they're just the best vacuums ever. Okay, they're big and heavy. Okay. But but the good thing is, uh, if you get past like the the G3 or G4, they have uh, a motor in them, like an automatic. Okay. So so pushing them back and forth doesn't take any effort, uh, which is much better because the old ones, all metal construction, they last forever, and they're just great vacuums. But boy, were they a beast. Someone just texted and said the dogs woke me up at 4 a.m. Amazon was there in their personal car. <laughs> we okay. live in the country a half mile from the main road. Wow. Yeah, that would that would be annoying. Um, the only reason I needed the vacuum as I go back to that for, for a second is, um, and I had to borrow somebody's, I killed a pretty big black creature in my bathroom last weekend. Like a weekend before. Or a spider or something? Yeah, it was a spider. It was oh, a big okay. spider. Right. It yeah. was a big, you know. 
And so I killed it because I have many sprays that will do that for me, like on contact. Yeah. But I didn't want to get close enough to it to dispose of it. <laughs> yeah. This is what I need the vacuum for. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so with a long pole on it, so oh, that way it can just go in there. Yeah. The other one we have is the one that I can't say the name of. Uh, I have no idea how it's pronounced. It's, it's like M-I-E-L-E. I don't know if it's Miley okay. or Mealy or I don't know, but it's, it's one okay. of the, it's a little canister vacuum. I'm just excited about it because I can vacuum my car with this one. Oh, there you go. Instead of having to like do it at the car wash, I can just, I can use that. Yeah, the shark one we have is detachable. So it has the the big long thing that, you you know, you can use on the floor, Mm -hmm. but it also comes off so you can use it as a hand vac. That was pretty nice. Texter said, I've had notifications about them arriving between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. Again, they've had to text me both times that they've been here. So if that is happening in the middle of the night, that's what I want is to greet an Amazon driver at two in the morning because they can't get in or whatever. <laughs> Fun. Wow. Okay. Uh, I love this. Yeah. Somebody else said, yeah, forget about Amazon. How about getting that Domino's pizza up to the moon in 30 minutes or less? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to pull that one off either. I mean, that's the whole thing. Are, are they going to grow food? Can they, how are they going to sustain themselves? Yeah, how do you supply it? That's, that's my big question is how are they, unless you've got some kind of, you know, shuttle service, lunar shuttle tickets, get your lunar shuttle tickets. Unless you've got that going on, that that is going up every couple of weeks, you know, to resupply and take people up and take people back and all of that. And that just seems like 17 years is such a short period of time to be able to pull that off. Yes. <laughs> Keep your text coming in about Amazon, 913-586-7798. Still to come, we have another story of adults that take the fun out of everything. Halloween edition. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Back here on a Thursday afternoon. Okay. We've got, what, 20, how many days till Halloween now? We're at 19 until we get there. Yep. Here we are again with this, with schools that feel like they can't just do Halloween. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's so ridiculous because um, in this case, they actually put voice to something that I absolutely do not understand because what they did in the school is they said, okay, we're going to change it. We're not going to have Halloween parties. What we're going to do is we're going to have fall themed parties instead to avoid any religious complications. This is the part where I point out that the religion that was responsible for Halloween hasn't existed in hundreds of years. So I don't know whose shorts they think they're going to get into by having a Halloween party, but it seems like it would be pretty safe ground. So the superintendent of this district, this is out of Iowa, right? This is Iowa? Yes, Humboldt, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, Told KCCI this was a staff-based decision related to four things. Lost instructional time due to a Halloween-themed day with costume changes and parades, Students not attending school, although they don't really know why. I don't know why kids would skip school on whatever day they celebrate <laughs> Halloween, right. but they it do. doesn't make any sense. Affordability of costumes. Okay, that I'm going to give them. And not all students celebrate Halloween. And you don't have to. And, and you don't have, if your parents don't want you to come to, to school with a Halloween costume, fine. Don't. But that doesn't mean you can't have, you know, cupcakes and candy and all of the other stuff. Yeah. I I mean, it's just, you're right. It's one more way that we're sucking the fun out of everything. I'm trying to figure out um, the way around that because the school district, as much as we can sit here and mock it, has to think about that stuff. I mean, they have to, or, or they have to think about how to accommodate it. You can't have kids feeling left out, especially if their family can't afford a costume. 
you got to be sensitive to that at sure. least. So what's the way that school districts can include, especially little kids, make sure that those kids are included? Because the bummer is kid can't afford a costume or whatever the reason is. And everybody's having fun with the Halloween stuff. And they're sitting in another classroom, not taking not taking part. Yeah. I mean, the way that we did it um, all those years ago <laughs> was that some of the parents, and usually it was the PTA crowd, mm -hmm. which is not the PTO, but whatever. Um, and they would, they would put together a drive where, you know, if you were one of the parents, you could bring in a bag of candy. Uh, you pre-wrapped mm -hmm. candy and all that stuff to make sure nobody was going to get in trouble. Um, but yeah, you, you could bring in candy. And then what they did was they just split it up between all of us. And and you didn't know whose parents brought what and yeah. all of that stuff. You just, you know, there was a big candy dish in the middle. You got to go in and pick out a piece of candy. Could you not also have like what they do with prom dresses where you'll, a, a lot of times, um, cause you only wear your prom dress once, then they'll donate it back. And so then yeah. that way you can go and you can shop quote unquote for a prom dress that's only been worn once. Can we not do the same thing with Halloween costumes, especially the ones that are easy, sure. you know, that are just, that you just put on the whole thing. And, and a Halloween costume doesn't necessarily have to be a store-bought Halloween costume either. Um, you know, I, I, it, it, you can, with very little expense, do, or no expense, you know, for that matter, make a Halloween costume that you, all you have to do is put your brain to work on it a little bit. I, okay, so I like this idea. A texter said, how about they save the costumes for trick-or-treating later that night and all the kids go to school with normal clothes um, and possibly do face painting sure. instead of costumes. I love that. Yes. I love that, especially because sometimes costumes need a lot of work to be put together and they're not ideal for all day at school. It yeah. just becomes a mess. And and if if you have, you know, students from the high school or whatever who are art students mm -hmm. and can come in and, and try that and, you know, draw little unicorns on the kids' faces with face paint and, and things like that. Just so that every there's all kinds of things you can do that wouldn't cost very much at all, if anything, and would allow everybody to participate and everybody to have fun. When they said the newsletter, uh, the newsletter they sent out mentioned that there are students who don't celebrate Halloween due to religious or cultural reasons, which again doesn't make any sense at all, but is probably true. But it, you know, those kids don't have to do anything. Um, and it doesn't mean that you necessarily cut them out. I mean, eating a piece of candy can just be eating a piece of candy. Yeah. Um, it gets tricky, but yes. Because I imagine the, there are so few of those kids. Can you do something fun with them? I mean, can they have fun in a different way? Yeah. You know, um, play games or something like, hey, you get half a day out of school. Here's a bunch of fun stuff you can go do for half a day. You know, I don't know. It's a lot, um, it's a lot better than those stupid Valentine's cards we used to have to give out. Uh, don't get me started. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was that's the thing we can drop. If there's a tradition no that we can drop. has Does that still happen? Or have we are we in the age of like you got to write them for all the kids or or, you know, you can't just do a couple. You got to do them for everybody. Yeah. And it just gets weird. I, I'm sure that's been dropped. I hope it's been dropped. Nobody liked it. And, no. and it was always the same thing. You had to get, if you had 30 kids in your class, you had to go out and get th the box of 30 of those little tiny Valentine's cards and, oh, happy Valentine's Day and write one to everybody. So, yeah, it just meant nothing. If you have thoughts on this, feel free to give us a call. Some of you are texting in. Uh, we can go to Kia in Overland Park. Hi, Kia. Hey. So... I was thinking about something that my first grade teacher did. Now, um, I lived in Chicago, so there was quite a temperature difference 
by the time you would get to Halloween. And she said, uh, instead of the kids wearing their Halloween costumes, um, for all of us to bring a grocery bag, like a brown paper grocery bag, and we sat in the class and we made our costumes. And I just remember it being the funnest thing ever. Yeah. And no one was even thinking about the fact about if anyone could afford what. Um, we didn't have to freeze to get to school in a Halloween costume and wear that all day for recess and everything. And it was just fun just creating. So um, I like it. You yeah. wouldn't think it, but uh, just leave a box in a room with a kid and some glue and scissors and some construction paper and see what happens. You know, you just brought back so, a memory that I hadn't thought about since then, but second grade when we had our Halloween party, they did something similar to that, but it was it was the old paper grocery bags. We got those yes. and finger paints. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was it. the string. Right, exactly. Make your own costume. Have at it. And then you just, you know, cut out armholes in the bag because we were tiny little kids then. And, uh, yeah, it worked. You're right. Kia, thank you. Like I said, it just needs a little bit of imagination. You can have all kinds of fun. Apparently, the Valentine's Day cards for every kid still happens. And if you're going to give out birthday invites, you have to give those out to everyone. (laughs) You can't leave anybody out. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, I like the mask idea. I, I like it being an art project. That's cool. That's that's a way to incorporate it into class stuff. Um, and for them to say, well, we're worried about lost class time. Okay, so you're replacing one party with another, but you're worried about lost class time? You're still losing class time. I mean, yeah, it, it, this this seems to me like somebody got a bug up their uh, skirt <laughs> and, and decided to, uh, to ruin fun for everybody else, so... Eh, another day in America. All right, let's see if Tom can uh, get this call in here in about a minute. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. I was just going to tell you, I think sometimes uh, those of us in the mainstream forget the fundamentalist movement in this country really has pushed and educated a lot of Christians to hate Halloween as a Satanist ritual, and you have faiths like Muslims and Jews that see it as a Christian's version of their devil, which they don't want to celebrate, and you have agnostics and atheists saying, don't push the dark side of Christianity on my kids. So everybody's sitting in separate camps saying, I won't let my kid be a part of an evil worship service. And I know it's not accurate. That is what is being taught on the fundamentalist side in all these religions. Yeah. Uh, So nowadays, people can't just hand out candy. They have to look at the death and Satan and witches and wizards. And, you know, even Harry Potter is despised by a large branch of the Christian community because it's wizards and witches. And so therefore, it's anti-Christian. It's true. So you've got a lot of angry people out there. So I, I appreciate the school neutralizing that a little bit and just trying to give the kids have a big party instead. Although I celebrated Halloween as a Christian kid, I don't think people would tolerate that nowadays as much as they used to. Yeah, well, maybe a little more tolerance is what we need. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong about that, but I just hate giving in to those people and having our fun ruined because, I mean, facts matter. Be accurate about it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, for getting here. We appreciated everybody's input. All right, coming up in the next hour, we have new details about that major, major gold heist out of Toronto. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.